Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to episode number two. This is Lara Parker from thevitalityaspect.com, and today we are talking about money and how you can transform your relationship with money so that it comes to you. So I really like to compare money to relationships with actual people because it's so tangible. We all understand it and it actually makes sense. So if you have been studying the law of attraction, if you're part of any like Facebook groups or Instagram accounts, whatever it is, um, you know, you see people commenting all the time, like, I would just want to manifest $50 million. And it's like, oh my gosh, there's so many things you have to start doing before you manifest $50 million. I mean, in theory, you could manifest $100 million tomorrow. It's just our level of belief has to match up with um, our desire. And once the two are the same, that's that's great. But in order to actually truly subconsciously believe that we are going to manifest $50 million tomorrow, um, it in my mind anyway, I don't know about your guys's, but my subconscious mind just does not yet believe that. So um, I'm going to give you some actionable steps today in order to really start getting on with it and um, developing your money relationship so that it finds you, flows to you effortlessly, easily. So let's dive in. Um, I am really not about the fluff in podcasts. Sometimes It's nice to hear what my favorite podcasters are up to, but I really want to keep the fluff at the beginning of the episode to a minimum. Um, I respect your time and, you know, I know that I know that I have a privilege by you sitting here and listening. So I just want to dive into the content. Okay, so our relationship with money. When I first started using the law of attraction Um, of course money, you know, I was 19 years old and of course money was something that I wanted to manifest. And when I, you know, when you learn about the law of attraction, the first thought you have, is okay, well in, you know, in the movies, the secret and different things like that, they promote it as you can just sit on the couch, think about whatever you want and it'll appear. And that's just not the case. Like, you know, if that were the case, like they say in the movie, the secret, you could think, of an elephant and all of a sudden an elephant would be sitting in your living room. Like that just doesn't, that just doesn't happen. Um, but what does happen over time is that if you practice enough inner work, you can start to really develop a relationship with money that serves you and that feels good. So, um, the best, like I said, the best way to compare this to is a relationship with a human being. So how do you treat money and how do you treat the people that you love? Let's say that you're in a loving relationship with the love of your life, the man or woman of your dreams, whatever. You're not going to sit there and, you know, ignore them. You know, you're not going to, um, avoid them, you know, don't check your bank account. A lot of people will squint when they have to check their bank account. They'll just check the minimum amount that's due and you know they'll pay it on their credit card and just put it away because they have so much credit card debt so much credit card debt and not enough money in their bank account maybe you have bills that are piling up and it's stressful and I acknowledge that it is really stressful to have to look at your bank account and you do not know what to expect um and to ease your 
fears and anxiety a little bit because I went through a period like this. When I first started coaching, I, like I said in episode one, I coached for free. Um, and it took up a lot of my time. And, you know, I had all these people who wanted coaching for free. Of course, they're going to they're gonna take me up on that offer. So I was giving all of this time. So I was not working as a nurse very often. I was working like one shift a week. Um, so I was bringing in like... <laughs> $250, $300 a week and, um, you know, not consistently because I, sometimes I wouldn't even take a shift because I was so busy with all these clients that were not clients and they were taking advantage of me and they were texting me and calling me all hours of the day and night because they were not, they weren't paying clients. They didn't actually want my help. They wanted to suck to somebody. They just wanted to complain and, um, not all of them, a, a few of them gave me some really great experience at the beginning, but Um, a lot of them, you know, I just didn't know my worth at the time. This was a few years ago and I just, you know, I wasn't, I was not being generous to myself. So I would look at my bank account very rarely. This was December. So I think it was like three years ago this December. And I would be looking at my bank account and just literally freak out. Like, oh my God, like it's Christmas time. Like I can't even buy gifts for my friends and family. They had no idea that I was doing this. Like, I did not tell my friends and family that I was trying to become a coach. Um, I had so many blocks and limiting beliefs about it. So I just, I was, I was really going about it in a really non-productive way. Um, so I feel your pain. I'd wake up in the middle of the night. Usually I'd wake up around four in the morning, three in the morning with just major panic. Like, what is going to happen to me? I would think about, you know, like, I'm not going to have money to buy groceries. And that was never an issue before because I was a nurse and I made good money and um, it was consistent money. I just never had any time and I felt sick all the time because I was working so many nights and drinking coffee and bathing in coffee. Um, But yeah, so I feel your pain. And what really helped me at the time was just sitting there and realizing, okay, in this moment, which is all I have, in this moment, am I okay? Am I safe? Do I have a roof over my head? Am I laying next to the person I love? Um, you know, I have wh- everything that I need in this very moment. And that eased my mind for the moment until I could gain some clarity. I would take a few deep breaths and I would just say, okay, I am resourceful. I know how to make money. I have never had an issue with money in the past. The universe always finds a way to take care of me and the same thing will happen today. So that would ease my mind for the moment and then I would start having more clarity on ways that I could actually make money um, through my business, through coaching. Um, usually when I was able to actually gain some clarity at that point, you know, three, four in the morning, usually I'd get a call to go into work at five. They, the people who call out for shifts, they, they come into work at five. Um, and you know, I was casual at this point. So I always was waiting for phone calls. I didn't have a set schedule. Um, and at this point I was just, I was almost done with coaching. I, I thought this is just not for me. People just want to take advantage of me. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm praying for shifts because at the time it was around Christmas time and the new manager at the hospital had hired a bunch of nurses. So I wasn't getting called for shifts anymore, but I remember, um, 
when I started to just calm my mind, the shifts would come. I would get a call and it would be like, Laura, do you want to come in for a total day today, which is a 12 hour shift. And I would say, oh, thank goodness. Yes. Cause that's 300 bucks right there. So, um, you know, the law of attraction and money, it really does work, but it's, it's literally energy is or money is just energy. Money literally flows into our lives. And some people it flows in and you're like, oh my gosh, how are you attracting so much money into your life? Um, my boyfriend's like that. He just, he gets money coming out of absolutely nowhere all the time. I've never seen anybody. I've never seen anything like it. Um, he just seemed, and he doesn't really know anything about manifestation, law of attraction. That's not really up his alley. Um, but he just somehow always seems to have so much money coming in from the most unexpected places. So some people just do not have these money blocks growing up. Um, and ironically, his dad is the same way. His dad runs a company. So, um, you know, my boyfriend, he just, he probably grew up and thought, yeah, well, there's always money. So that's, that's great. And he never grew up with any real money problems. So for me, I grew up and my family always said, Lara, money doesn't grow on trees. Um, I don't think I've asked my parents for money since I was like 12 or 13 years old going to the mall. Like, I really don't think I've ever asked my parents for money. Um, because it just didn't ever, it just never felt right. Like I never thought that I could, um, my, my mom specifically was always talking about money and she never really made me feel like she had enough of it. Although I know that, you know, I know that my parents are very well off. Um, I, when I was 18, 19, I was working as a continuing care assistant, which is, um, you can do that after your first year of nursing school, you can work as a CCA and it's good money, you know, it's like 18 bucks an hour, which is really good for a 17, 18, 19 year old, 18, 19, I guess. And uh, my first year that I worked, I made like, I don't even know, like almost 30 grand while I was going to school full time. So I worked every day of my life, it felt like, um, 12 hour shifts and nights and weekends and holidays, whatever. And when tax time came, my mom was paying for school and to let you in a little bit into my life, my dad paid child support, an insane amount of child support to my mom, who my, you know, I had a stepdad and a mom who were very well off. I had a dad who's very well off, but for some reason they always fought about money, all three of them. Um, and so my dad would pay my mom child support. My mom would pay my university tuition. And then my mom would tell me every year at tax time, but this year was the first year I got like a $4,000 or $5,000 tax return. And I was really excited because I thought, okay, maybe this will allow me to take some time off and focus on school this semester. But she told me, sorry, I got cut off there. Um, she told me that I had to give her my entire tax return because she was paying for school. And honestly, I had such a relationship with my mom that I never argued with her. Like what she said was, was fact and was going to happen. So, um, I really wish I had some insight at that point because I would have like, I would have, when I was 20 years old, I would have had like so much more money. Um, but I would e-transfer her. I remember that day I couldn't even e-transfer her the whole amount. I had to do it in like, I think three days 
because it was so much money. And she said, you know, if you don't do it, no one's paying for school next semester. And I wish that I had have just allowed that to happen because I would have, you know, exhibited, I would have, I would have had so much more freedom so much earlier in my life, but that's okay. We live and we learn. Um, that ended up happening anyway, the following year, it was summer. I was in Alberta with my boyfriend at the time and cause he lived there and I went there for the summers and every few weeks, that's why I worked so much. So I could, um, pay for my trips out there and, you know, just so I could take time off throughout the year as well. And she messaged me, um, when I was out there, it was like August 14th or 15th and school started September 4th or 5th. And she said, yeah, just so you know, I'm not paying for school this year. And it's like, oh dear, like I don't have 10 grand saved up for school. So you know what? It all ended up working out. I asked my dad and we ended up working something out and he paid for school the rest of my degree. So honestly, um, that's my money story with my family. And I always, you know, associated money with a lot of pain because talking about money with my family was often painful. Um, they didn't want me to be well off. Like they did not, my mom never set me up to be well off in terms of, uh, my mindset, you know, like I never wanted for anything. I had two young brothers who really benefited from, you know, from my parents' money, but it just wasn't, I didn't starve. I had a roof over my head. I was very, very lucky in the big scheme of things. It's just in terms of luxury and all of that when I, you know, my parents had a lot more than they were willing to give. And that's completely fine because it allowed me to work really hard to get to where I am. Um, you know, my mom told me when I was like 17 or 18, you know, you're not in our will just, you're just not, you have a dad who you'll be in his will. So you're not in our will. The boys are getting everything, which again, it's fine. It hurt my emotions. <laughs> of course it like broke my heart that, you know, my mom just didn't care enough, but that is what I'm getting at. What money stories do you have in your head that you associate pain with money that you didn't really even tap into? Like maybe your parents are just like mine. They had money. So you just assume that your money story is good, but maybe they still had conversations surrounding money that were negative or that made you feel insecure about money. Um, so it's really important to get caught up and really acknowledge your own money stories. Um, and there's tons of ways you can do that. You can journal. It's a big one for me. I just wrote at the top of the page. I still do every now and then. Um, money problems, money issues. I just write that word. And I just start writing. Usually I start by saying, you know, I always have enough money, but, or whatever I'm struggling with, that's what I'll write about. And so that's one way. Um, there's tons of meditations and visualizations on YouTube that uh, allow you to gain um, access to your inner child and some of the limiting beliefs that you have. So I would recommend doing that as well. But back to your relationship with money in the now. So yes, you have all these money limiting beliefs. We all do to some degree. Um, but if you really want to experience the financial abundance that you, everybody is seeking, nobody wants to be poor. Nobody wants to have a lack mentality. Um, you have to work on your money relationship. You have to treat it with compassion 
and love. Um, I'm not sure if any of you watch Shark Tank, but when I see Kevin O'Leary on there, he, you know, you can say what you want about him. He, he has a, a personality for sure. But one thing he does is the way he talks about money, he values it like children. I think he literally refers to them as his little children. He's like, I'm not going to send a hundred thousand of my precious dollars out to help your company when you're doing X, Y, Z. Um, you know, the way he talks about money, he just, you can tell how much he values it. And he literally thinks of money as his baby. Um, when you treat money in a way that you would treat the person you love in a relationship, that's when it starts flowing into your life. Um, a lot of us, we, like I said before, we avoid looking at our bank account. Um, you know, our wallets are a mess. The counter that you throw your wallet on is a mess. Uh, different, like your, your car where you keep your change, there's, there's garbage, there's, you know, keys just hanging around. Like you have to welcome money into your life if you want it to stay. Um, you can't be afraid of looking at your bank account. You have to go into it thinking, okay, you know what? I am going to set up my computer right now. I'm going to go look at my online banking and I'm going to handle it because I am responsible for my money. I run my money. My money does not run me. Sorry if you hear sirens in the background right now. There's a fire truck going by. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I run money. Money doesn't run me, but we work together. So one thing that really helped me when I decided to take control was to sit down and just go through my online banking. And I actually calculated, I keep track of every single dollar I spend uh, once or twice a month. I go through my online banking and I transfer that onto a um, cash flow form that keeps track of every single dollar I spend. I have like 30 or 40 categories um, and I keep track of every single dollar. So I went through and that year I had spent $3,400 eating out. So that could be Starbucks. Most of it was Starbucks. Um, you know, different, like I, I'm guilty of going out and getting coffee every day. You know, I love the way it makes me feel and that's okay. But you know, you're, I was spending $3,400. Um, I don't really eat fast food a lot, but you know, I'm sure I did a few times that year. And so it's just so interesting to actually see where your money has gone. And so I would, I would really start with that. I would take control and just say, you know what, this is the situation at hand. You can't deal with something when you don't know what you're dealing with. So get out a notepad and just write. Write down what you've spent, where you've spent it, and just in your head acknowledge to money, okay, you know what? This is the situation we're in, but we're going to change it. Like Things are going to get better from here. I am resourceful, and I am in control, and I know that I can create money wherever I go. And when you come at it with that mindset you would be so surprised at how much falls into place for you. So, for instance, at that time, um, I hadn't been booking clients. I hadn't been asking them for money. I, you know, promoted myself as, okay, here's some free coaching, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I woke up that day and I said to myself, you know what? There's 8 billion people in the world. I coach primarily females, so let's say there's 4 billion. Um, I want to coach people who speak English. So let's just say, like, let's just say there's 1 billion 
women who speak English out there. I'm sure there's more. Uh, but let's say there's one billion of them. Let's say I want to work with people in Canada and the United States because of the time zones. And, you know, I don't want to be up at three in the morning coaching people in different time zones, although I have done that and I really don't mind it. Um, I, let's say, let's say just for the heck of it, that there are one million women out there in the States and Canada, which we know there's so many more. One of them wants my coaching. One in a million. Like somebody out there wants my coaching today, would be willing to pay in full today. How can I access that person? And I sat there on my couch. And again, I know and you know that manifestations don't just appear out of nowhere, but you do have to set aside some time to visualize and meditate. That's a huge part of manifestation and the law of attraction. So I sat there and I called her in. I said, I am ready to call in my first paying client. I'm going to charge her this amount. And she is not only going to be happy, she is going to be throwing her credit card at me, begging for my services. And I released it. And for some reason, I just didn't have a lot of resistance. Um, I think it's because I had been spending so much time with my bank account that morning that I felt like, okay, you know what? That I knew the situation and I also had a deep trust in the universe. I, I have for a really long time. Um, it's never let me down. And, you know, I just, I just decided to let go. It was the one time I really let go of the how and I just kind of went about my day. And I honestly kind of forgot about it. It was Christmas time. I went out and I went to a store to get a gift card for somebody. <clears throat> and all of a sudden I get a message on my Instagram account. And at this point I had restarted my Instagram. I had like 300 followers. Um, and long story short, this was my second out of thir three Instagram accounts. So I had a technical difficulty and um, I actually had to create the one that I have now and that's finally up and running. Um, but at this point, you know, this woman messages me out of nowhere and she goes, I love your page. I love what you stand for. I don't really know 100% of what you do, but I want your services. Like, how can I get started with you? And I literally, like, I was coming out of the store and I just did, like, this crazy happy dance in the parking lot. I was like, oh my God, and squinting my eyes. And I just, I was so excited <laughs> because it wasn't that I had a client. It was that I had proven to myself that if I let go and I just trust the universe, they will come. Like the universe wants me to be abundant. And also if you're out to help people, the universe wants that too. If you are trying to provide a service that's going to better the collective, like the, the grand amount of people in the world, like you're going to be successful. If you're out to serve, you are going to be successful. Your success is inevitable. It will happen, but you have to trust the process and you have to really know in your heart that you deserve it and that somebody out there is craving your services or whatever you're doing. Um, something a lot of my clients come to me with, they're like, Lara, I don't own a business. I work for so-and-so and I'm not going to get any more money out of this guy. So how can I manifest money when I'm on a fixed income? And it's like, okay, fixed income equals fixed human being and you are not fixed. So 
let's just ignore that. Nobody is on a fixed income. The world, the universe, they, the whoever you want to call it, source, universe, higher self, whatever. That is what dictates how much money you get. It's not your boss. It's not your parents. It's not your husband or your wife. It's the universe. When you allow money into your life, when you have the belief that money flows to you freely, effortlessly, and you know, with abundance, the universe will deliver that. And nobody, not your boss, no one in the world can stand in your way. Just like my boyfriend. He's on a fixed income, but you know, he still gets money from all of these random sources and it just happens. And that's what can happen for you if you work on your money mindset. So for instance, I had a client and she literally paid for my course or my program, sorry, my one-on-one program with the last amount of money on her credit card. Like she maxed her credit card out to pay for my coaching program. And, um, she said, you know what, like I'm throwing caution to the wind. You like, you tell me you can help me then help me. And in two weeks she got a phone call. Um, she had been out of university for like three or four years and she got a phone call saying, Oh, you're, um, you overpaid your student loan like seven years ago. Um, so you're, you know, we're going to refund you $2,800. And she was like, no way. Like, there's no way I overpaid my student loan. Um, she didn't argue with the woman, obviously, but you know, later that afternoon, $2,800 showed up in her bank account, um, because we had been working so fiercely on her mindset. Um, another one of my clients, she manifested $1,100 literally out of the blue, Um, somebody she knew like owed her money that she forgot about from years and years ago. It was a client, it was an old client. She used to do nails. Um, and the client had, I don't know, they had some sort of agreement together over the course of the year. She would pay her a thousand dollars and she actually ended up paying her 1100 and she had forgotten about that money. Um, she just completely set that to the side and she trusted that the universe was going to bring her money and it did. And so, you know what, all of these channels open up to you when you start to clear your negative energy surrounding money and open up to the idea that you can have what you want because you deserve it. You have a right, a birthright to be abundant on this planet. Um, so start there. I like to also light a candle when I am having a little money date when I sit there with my laptop and look at my bank account I light a candle I put on some soft music or playful music however I really want to feel and I just kind of acknowledge that this is my time with my money I work for my money I don't I don't ever say that I work hard for my money um, because I don't believe you have to work hard I believe that if you love what you do and you have fun doing it you should get paid for that And that was a really tough thing for me to start believing. Um, I always used to believe it deep in my subconscious mind that you had to work really hard for money. There were roadblocks to getting money. I was always going to get my money, but there were going to be some roadblocks leading up to it. And uh, so once I started working on that belief and getting rid of that, um, money started flowing in effortlessly. And it wasn't like I had to pitch myself anymore and I didn't have to, you know, um, 
ask people if I could provide them services, they just, they would come to me looking for them, which was really nice. Sorry about the clip clop. That's one of my dogs walking by. Um, so yeah, so when you set up your money date, I really recommend that you set the tone and just show the energy of money that you appreciate it, that you are there to serve it and it is there to serve you and you guys will allow the world to be a better place if you have more of it. So if you're, if you have more money, you're going to be more of your authentic self. You are going to buy things that make you feel happy. You're going to probably donate money. I mean, when I started making really good money, I started surprising my friends with money um, trips. I, I just like, that makes me happy. That makes me genuinely happy. And that's what was one of my motivating factors. You're going to be, you're going to deliver more to this universe if you have money. So the universe wants you to have money, but you have to let it in. So, um, I really, really want you to just acknowledge and just try to get on the level. If you've never had that thought before, it's going to feel weird in your body that I deserve money and the world wants me to have money, that, you know, it might not sit right with you because you might not believe that to your core, but believe me, it's true. And once you, like I've seen some of the most unlikely people, some of the most negative people, I've, I took on any client. When I first started, I took on clients that now I wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole um, because, you know, I really wanted to build my business and they were so negative and they still got results. I was painful for me because they were complaining the whole time and you know they just they weren't happy to be experiencing this coaching but at the same time they were manifesting all these results they have they ended up being okay at the end and grateful and stuff like that but um the point is the when I grew to love what I did and um to really do what I do because I love it and have fun with it my clients became more bubbly and happy and grateful and just purely energetic. Um, so again, you do not have to work hard for money. You can just love yourself through it um, and just kind of acknowledge that you're okay right now in this moment and you are resourceful. What can you do? So some action steps. Let me get you started here. So action step number one is to look at your life and try to identify some of the ways that you've been preventing money from coming in. Do you use words like, that's too expensive for me? Do you use phrases like, um, you know, oh, I can't have that right now. I can't afford that. That's the kind of stuff that is what you believe. And if you're just saying this stuff and it's coming to your mind just effortlessly, that is because it's a subconscious belief. So try to look at that and see where your beliefs lie. It's okay if you have all those beliefs. You can still manifest money while you're working on them. Um, You just have to be aware of them so that you can release them. Step number two is to just try to raise your vibration. Get in the mood of, you know, feeling grateful, feeling abundant. Ask your brain how am I abundant right now? Because your brain is a know-it-all. Everybody's brain is a know-it-all and it needs to have an answer to a question. So if it, if you ask it a question, it's going to come up with an answer. You're going to have words come into your mind. So I recommend that you ask it this question because the second that you say, how am I abundant right now? 
you'll think of the roof over your head. You'll think of all the food in your fridge. You'll think of all the people in your life. You'll think of, you know, the fact that you have a phone that you're listening to this on or a computer. Like you have so much, um, you know, you have money, but you're choosing to spend it on certain things. Like I know you need, you know, in this day and age, I'm not going to say need, but let's say need, (laughs) you need a cell phone. Um, so instead of having that extra $100 a month for something else like clothing or shoes or whatever, you're choosing to spend it on your phone. You are choosing all these services you that you're being provided with. You're choosing internet, you're choosing, um, to pay rent. Like you are choosing to do all of this stuff with your money. So acknowledge that you have a choice. You're just, you, it's not that you don't have money in your bank account right now. It's that all the money in your bank account might be going to all your bills because you have chosen to pay for that rent, pay for that car. So try to think of it like that. Um, But raise your vibration. Try to feel really abundant right now because when you start to feel abundant, that's when things start to happen. Like things just kind of come in out of nowhere um, because you attract how you feel. So if you're feeling panicked and frantic and, oh my gosh, like I have no money right now, you're going to attract that energy back to you. Whereas if you feel abundant and peaceful and poised and I have everything I need right in this moment, thank you universe, it will bring you more of that feeling. Um, Step number three, and I love this one because it really changed my mindset, is to look and create, look for and create money. So look for money in your home. When I did this, I found like, oh my God, I think I found like 25 bucks just laying around the house and I know it's only $25, but it's $25. Like if you value a penny, if you value five cents, that is when the world, the universe will bring you more money. You have to, you can't just say, oh, that's only two bucks. In in Canada, we have toonies, like $2 and we have loonies, which is $1. In the States, you know, you guys have a $1 bill. If you don't value those as much as you value a $100 bill, well, why should you deserve more of it? Like you have to really value coins and money and whatever because it's still money. Like you can't just value money when it's a certain amount. So look for money around your house. When you find 10 cents, be grateful for it. Say thank you universe. Like you are bringing me money and I can see it and I acknowledge that and thank you. Um, and start writing down ways you could make money. So I, when I was, I don't know, 21 or 22, I told my dad, dad, I'm in a situation. I've never asked you for money in my life. Can I like borrow some money? And he, you know, he told me, he said, Lara, when I was 27, he lived in the Caribbean for a while, Caribbean, Caribbean, however you want to say it. And his house burnt down. So I remember, I well, I don't remember it. I was, I wasn't born yet, but Um, I remember hearing about it and he said, like, he's a computer guy. He has a computer business. At this point, he was really just getting traction. He had a lot of software and all of his business burnt to the ground. So he was sitting on his friend's couch down there and, uh, he had literally like $200 to his name. And he said, how can I make money right now? This is all what he's telling me. And I'm sitting there just wanting some cash. And he said, I created a pamphlet and I put, I went to all the bars and restaurants around the island and I, um, like the pamphlet was about attractions and different things you can do throughout the island. 
for tourists and stuff. And he said, I went to every bar and restaurant and I sold advertising space on this pamphlet. And I mean, this was like 1995 or six or no, maybe 1992, 91. And he, yeah. So like he had this pamphlet, he sold advertising space and he made $2,500 that day. And that was the day he realized that, you know, he can create money out of nowhere. So he told me this story and I'm there like, dad, I'm not a computer person. I don't have the skills you have. And he said, but what skills do you have? So I, you know, I kind of brainstormed and I realized that, okay, I'm a nurse, so I can literally get a job wherever. I, you know, I love to clean. So worse comes to worse, I'll clean houses. I don't care. I put an ad on Kijiji, which is our Canadian version of like Craigslist. And I got so many responses and I made like two grand that week just from cleaning houses because I needed money. So you can create money however you want to do it. Um, but just know that you can create it. I'm sorry to go off on that tangent, but it was, uh, it was exciting. Finally, just receive, like let go of the how. I can't stress to you enough how important it is to just let go of the how. It's none of your business how it comes to you. You place your order with the universe. You say, I'm, I am requesting that I receive X amount of dollars. Um, you can put a timestamp on it or not. I don't like to because I think that every ha- everything happens in divine timing. When I put a request out to the universe, I know that it will happen at the right time. Um, I don't really stress about time. I used to. I will tell you that. I used to be so all, all about timing. Um, but, you know, I, I let go of that as my belief grew. And just say, you know what, universe, I trust you. I love you. I'm so grateful you're bringing this to me. And I can't wait to see how you do it. And just let it go. It will come to you. I promise it will come to you if you just let go. So just try to feel good. Um, Do something that makes you feel good about yourself, about your financial situation, because we are all so abundant. You have so much going for you. The worst thing that could happen, in my opinion, with money is you get thrown in jail because you just can't pay anything. Like, I have no idea. That's what I used to be afraid of. I don't even know if that's possible. Um, But you're never going to starve. You will always have some sort of support. There's food banks. There's, you're never going to not have enough. And the more you realize that, the quicker you will build your wealth. So I leave you with those steps. If you guys have any questions, please feel free to reach out. I love talking about money. Um, like I feel really, really good when I talk about money. It doesn't scare me anymore. It really lights me up because I feel that I can create so much of it. I can help others create so much of it. And that is that kind of that, that's how I feel. So if you guys want to talk about your money stories or whatever you want to talk about, I'm here, I'm open. I love connecting with you guys. I appreciate your support so much. Um, and yeah, we'll chat soon. You can follow me on Instagram at vitality aspect. Um, I'm more than happy to connect with you on there. And I really hope that you guys have a wonderful Christmas. It's December 20th. We've got three days until my favorite day of the year. I love December 23rd, 24th. Um, I think it's time for family and friends you know, I understand if you don't have a family that you love so, so much, like I really don't connect well to my family, but I love my boyfriend's family. My best friend happens to be, 
um, his sister-in-law. We were best friends growing up, so I get to spend the holidays with them, and I just really can't wait. So I wish you guys all the best. I can't wait to chat with you further, and I'm getting ready to record episode three. So stay tuned, and I will see you babes later. Bye-bye.